Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Monday, happy Christmas. Yeah, it's beginning to... No, it's not beginning to look anything like Christmas, is it? Anyway, welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcast. We've been your host, Andy Goldstein. And we've got loads of reactions to Manchester United's 6-2 win over Leeds United. Hold on, that can't be right. Yeah, 6-2 over Leeds. No, let me just double-check that. Yeah, 6-2. Is that 6? Hold on. Yeah, it is. 6-2 over Leeds United. But we kick things off with Spurs slipping up at home 2-0 to Leicester City. We'll hear from Andy Cole on the Sunday session, Darren Ambrose and a disgruntled Tottenham fan. But first up, it's Jose Mourinho. And in the end, Tottenham were well beaten here. It finished Tottenham nil, Leicester City 2. Not very good, but um, good enough to get a different result. Uh, we start bad. Uh, we had... Empty spots on the pitch where uh, no aggression, no intensity, no pressing. And in the end, I don't think it was, was a good performance, but I don't think we had any problems. The problems we had were problems that we created ourselves. So he didn't think his team had any problems today. Well, Trevor, he's a Spurs fan, he's called in. Do you buy into what Mourinho's saying there? Do you think that they were the no, better team? No, I don't. I think they're still playing the negative football. I don't think they're coming out and attacking teams. I just think that this former football will only be stomached by Spurs fans for a season, providing he wins something. It's very negative. He had results in the first 10 games. I think he's been found out. I think Spurs have been found out. When you're playing like Tottenham are playing and you get these kind of results, you have to be able to break a team down at home. You've got to. You can't play counter-attacking football at home. To go on to win the Premier League, you've got to do more than that. You've got to produce results when you're not playing particularly well. You know, And today, Tottenham had an off day but still didn't create enough chances to trouble Leicester. Leicester were very, very comfortable this afternoon. Yeah, but you think I'm competing against Liverpool and I'm I'm not competing against Liverpool. I'm competing uh, against every opponent, every match. We want to win. I don't really like some of Mourinho's interviews. I think he does dig out the players. He doesn't personally, he's not individually dug them out recently. But I don't really like that, and the the whole Deli Alley situation I think needs to be needs to be sorted out because he's a fantastic player. Spurs nil, Leicester two. This one will stand as it's an own goal scored by Toby Alderweireld. I'm satisfied with where we're at. You know, having a European campaign and all the injuries that we've had, I think the players have coped admirably. But it's only a third of the season or so gone. So, uh, but obviously we're, we we've started the season well, which is what we wanted to achieve and um, and like I say we uh, we have to continue but still so much work to do now Arsenal lost again at the weekend hold on that can't be right could it yeah they did again oh my goodness let's have a look at the league table hold on scroll down 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 no scroll down there they are 
Yeah, anyway, they lost again at the weekend on game day. This time against Carlo Ancelotti's Everton. Not that it matters. They just lose to everyone. You'll hear from the former gunner Perry Groves, Tony Cascarino and Gabby Agbonhall. But first, this is Mikel Arteta talking to TalkSport's Sam Matterface. into Mina who heads it straight into the near post beyond Leno and they're back in front Everton another batch of poor defending by Arsenal well, we created more than, than Everton that's for sure last week we lost a game against Burnley without conceding a, a single shot on target from the opponent and in the last few weeks we've lost games where you are better than the opponent but uh, this is football and, and it's happening too often going to Everton who are doing well at the moment but it's not their strongest team they're without Alan, they're without James Rodriguez They've got four centre-halves playing. And to be so passive and have no ambition in the first half isn't acceptable for a team like Arsenal. Have you considered that first and second in the Premier League have conceded more goals than Arsenal? Mm. Right? Mm. Which is crazy. Liverpool and Everton. And when Mikel says there that, you know, that we create more than Everton, the Everton were leading the game twice. So it's inevitable that you're going to pressurise them, try and create. I find Arsenal a hard watch mm. at the moment. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of Arsenal fans do. I don't see anybody apart from young lads that like Saka, Tierney doing well, look like they're going to change what happens in the game slightly. There's a lot of concerns. I see a very average bunch of players at the moment playing or underperforming, which is a responsibility of the manager if you're underperforming. I think Arteta's losing his thought process the same way that Uno Emery did. When he first goes in, players are closing down, there's a team shape. Aubameyang, when he played, he was tracking back. Pepe was tracking back. Even Ozil was tracking back. You're in a situation where you're in 15th in the Premier League table. It's not a position that Arsenal are used to being in. You've lost you've only one one in the last 10 matches how do you turn that situation around the things that we can control make them better and there are situations that uh, we haven't done lately when we play with 10 men with situations that we generate that we don't score or, or sometimes the goal that we have conceded Calvert-Lewin with a header and then it did take a deflection off Rob Holding but normally when a team is in this position it gets battered every week and it's not the case. We've been better than the opponent every single week, but we are not winning football matches, so we have to realise that. I think at first everyone was laughing about Arsenal, how they're struggling and uh, they're in a relegation battle, yeah. but I actually do think they are now, Adam. I think like the way they're playing, they're not showing confidence, and it's even more worrying when the manager comes out after the game and says that they've been a better team in the last few games but not getting the results. Now, Manchester United thrashed Leeds United 6-2 at Old Trafford. Hold on, that can't be... Yeah, I've done that joke. With the Reds now third in the Premier League, five points off Liverpool with a game in hand as well, don't you know? We can hear from the Leeds striker Patrick Bamford as well as Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. But first up, this is Alex Crook, a United fan himself, claiming he'd rather have Bruno Fernandes over Kevin De Bruyne. Manchester United 3, Leeds United 0. We're not even at the midway point of the first half. Manchester United off to an absolute fly, but the third goal, Bruno Fernandes. On current form, I would not swap Bruno Fernandes for Kevin De Bruyne. And it's not just about what they do on the pitch, his goals, his assists. He is a leader. He is a talisman, the like of which, barring Zlatan Ibrahimovic for 18 months, United haven't had that kind of impact, I don't think since they signed Eric Cantona. They'll be just two points off Liverpool in second place. 
And this is a manager who is constantly under fire, it would seem. You know, it's 13 games into the season. We're a work in progress. Uh, we're getting better. We're getting fitter, stronger. Still a few details to nail. And uh, let's talk about that later on. Well, full-time at Old Trafford, Manchester United 6, Leeds United 2. I'm almost glad that the fans weren't allowed in here to watch that because I'd, I'd have felt even worse <laughs> sending them home after seeing that. But it, it's a tough one because it could have been... If you're an optimistic Leeds fan, it could have been 6-6. Six, six. You also could say it could have been 10-2 to Man United. So it was a strange game. It's just... Um we didn't do ourselves justice. This time a throw in from Shaw to Martial. A little reverse pass from him and the run from McTominay. The first touch getting out of his feet and then the strike. An absolutely brilliant goal again. He is uh, an attacking player by nature. He can play as an attacking midfielder an eight or he used to be a striker when he was a kid. But uh, when he sees space in front of him, why stop him? He's, uh, but he's great at uh, shielding in front of his back four as well. Now Liverpool tonked Crystal Palace 7-0. Yeah. On game day, as Jurgen Klopp's men surged four points clear at the top. You hear from Tony Cascarino, Gabby Agbonlaw, as well as a humiliated Roy VV Hodgson. But first, here's old Kloppy. Mohamed Salah assessing the options, finds Firmino inside the box. Roberto Firmino scored again! Liverpool have got five! To clarify a little bit our funny goal difference, if you want, from the 7 2 at Aston Villa. Yeah, we want, that was not the target. You do that usually over weeks and months. If Liverpool do win the league this year, it's more impressive than last year for sure. And I just feel that Wanya Alden will sign his contract. I just feel that this team will stay together and this team will like conquer for the next couple of years. Um, you look at Mane and Salah, they're at good ages where at their peak they've still got a lot of time and I just can't see anyone getting close to them. Yeah, another flying shot and another flying goal! Mo Salah again! Spectacular effort! Liverpool have seven! We're not frustrated, we're devastated by the result, we're humiliated by the result to try and suggest there are other good teams in the league. When you've just been beaten 7 0 by one of them, will be a bit foolish, but uh, they are top of the table. They, they are the current champions, they are, they are European champions. Uh, so we know that they're very, very good. We know how hard it's going to be. One thing you always knew when you played Manchester United how brave their style was. They were coming from everywhere, mm. you know, adventurous, made it hard for you, battled with you. That's what Liverpool are doing. They, you know, they don't have any respect for where they're playing you. They'll come to your own backyard and they'll play you off the field and they'll outrun you and fight you for every ball. I can remember Man United being that week in, week out. And, you know, you just knew they'd give you nothing. I, I played there twice at Old Trafford, got beat 4-0 on 5-1 and hardly got a kick in the game. And that's what it's going to be like for some of these teams who are playing Liverpool. Now, Big Sam Allardyce managed his first West Brom game against local rivals Aston Villa. Let's find out how they got on, shall we? He's put them out of their misery. A fist bump between Sam Allardyce and Dean Smith. Villa are up to ninth, but for West Brom it's another defeat here. They've lost by three goals to nil in the Brummy Black Country derby. Well, not very good at the moment because I didn't expect to see what I saw today. So um, I think that uh, after all my expectations of, uh, of the battling qualities of the team at Manchester City, it can be the easy flowing football they played last year. West Bromwich Albion have done it. They're Premier League bound and Slavin and his baggy boys will be boing boing in their way to football's top table once more. Because we were the, one of the best teams in the league last year and they are not one of the best teams in the Premier League so we have to change the way we approach 
how we play to get a result and um, if they listen and learn and do that we will have a chance goal scored by El Ghazi he had about seven or eight efforts on goal against Burnley on Thursday night couldn't turn any of them in the first one here after a ball in from Traore from the right hand side and an outside of the boot finish we're in a good place we feel like we're, we've come into West Brom in form you know, to keep seven clean sheets already we've had three away wins by three goals or, or more which is excellent so far Paul Hawksby here and you're listening to TalkSport Daily Luton Town drew 0-0 at the weekend with Bournemouth. Hatter's manager Nathan Jones was surprisingly fuming, but it wasn't because of the scoreline, it was a change to their tier system over Christmas. Many supporters are now once again not allowed to attend the games. Without being too political, I'm not sure that the government's doing anything positive to, to do that because we're going from, you know, they're trying to plan something and, and it, it, we're just jumping from one thing to another. There's no clarity, no consistency. You know, that's really, really frustrating. We're allowed two to come back in and then we go back into tier three, tier four and, you know, it's changing day to day. Luton were the better side. They really had a go, but they just lacked that little bit of quality. Nearly got that winning goal at the end. We've got fantastic fans and we appreciate everything the fans do for us in terms of, you know, the support they've given us. I think we've got to do plenty to make sure that when they do come back in, we're in a good place and they see that there's real hope for when they do get back in. They've got a team that they can be really proud of. Now, who would have thought that Damien Hill would have won the Sports Personality of the Year award? So, well done to... Oh, hold on. That's a script from 1995. Nope. Ridiculous. Let's find out what actually happened, shall we? Something touched me deep inside the day. The music all together now. And Lewis Hamilton has been named Sports Personality of the Year for the second time. The Formula One world champion won the 2020 prize ahead of Liverpool captain Jordan Henderson. There are plenty of people out there who don't necessarily like what Lewis Hamilton does off the circuit. There are some people who don't like what Lewis Hamilton does on the circuit, but what you cannot deny are his achievements. I mean, they are absolutely extraordinary and can't deny that he is sort of the elite candidate not just this year but probably if you consider all things being equal one of Britain's greatest ever sports people Absolutely. so I don't see yeah. how anyone could begrudge yeah. but for, I mean wait, you might not like him but you can't begrudge his achievement Over now to the Barry Glenn Denning show with uh, competition winner Max relevant, and a big announcement regarding the pointless Ian Culverhouse game that no one really cares about This has come from the Court of Arbitration for Culverhouse. In a statement, the court says, while we understand this will cause a lot of difficulty and pain throughout the country, we have to act now. Elite Culverhouse will continue because of the Culverhouse bubble guidelines the top players have been living by since March. Uh, But if you are currently playing a game of Culverhouse, we request that you stop immediately. We have no further comment at this time. So obviously that's news that's just coming to us right now. Um, Gary... No, I mean, Barry, your reaction first. Well, uh, I'm not in the Culverhouse zone, so I, we're allowed play. I'm not sure I'm ready for a no, game. I, no. I wasn't. I haven't prepared. No, I don't. Think I didn't so. do any training no. this week. Um, Gary, uh, Gary, Mar- Gary, how you doing? I'm really sorry to break this news to you, Gary. But it's, how, how do you feel about this? It's yeah. devastating. It's devastating. It's ruined Christmas, really, hasn't it? Listen, all you could look. You're, we're learning this as you're learning this. This is a developing story, Martin. Um, how do you feel? I'm lost for words, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, devastating. No, listen, devastating. look, on behalf of everyone here, obviously we don't, we're not the court of arbitration for the game. We obviously are two of the best players in the world, but we, you know, we, we have to follow the rules. So um, I'm sorry to Gary, I'm sorry to Martin, I'm sorry to everyone who was expecting a, a game of Culverhouse. 
for the people. You've got to wonder why they changed the rules at such a late stage. That was my reaction, is people have made plans, haven't they? I think it was several months ago, it, yeah. we were promised public Culver House. Yeah. People could see what would probably happen, and now the inevitable has happened. Yeah, absolutely. And right. we look like chumps. Time now to check in on Andy Goldstein's Transurb Express, presented by Danny Kelly alongside Andy Brassel. Looking back at the weekend's action on the continent. I know it's an open market, I get all that, but some of the effects of the uh, Bosman ruling have been less than helpful uh, for European football. Where's the next place we're going w- with all of this? Because effectively we have what uh, Americans would call free agency. Um, is there anything else now that the players could possibly do to make their own situations even more remarkable? What we might see, particularly post-COVID, is the acceleration of um, the freelance footballer. Because, you know, it's, it's seen as the idea that when you sign a player on a Bosman, um, you pay them what you would have paid or a substantial chunk of what you would have paid as transfer fee as a signing on fee, plus very big wages. I suppose Sol Campbell to Arsenal being the, 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 the biggest 21st century, early 21st century example of that. But I wonder if players take a risk and sign shorter contracts and basically... Mm get bigger wages through signing shorter contracts. Obviously, there's the risk. If you get injured, you'd need substantial personal insurance. But I wonder if the the bed for this is set by COVID because simply players, or I should say clubs, the biggest clubs, can't put themselves in a position where they pay enormous wages on four- and five-year contracts at the moment because, at the moment, one of the biggest problems we've seen in this pandemic is elite clubs not being able to shift the players that they don't want anymore. Uh, That's it for another podcast thing. I'll be back on Andy Goldstein's Sports Bar tonight from 10. I'll be taking your calls after Chelsea get beat at home to West Ham. Come on, you hammers. I'll be alongside Perry Groves because Jason Cundy will, of course, be crying. There will be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcasts out first thing in the morning, so do what you've got to do. Thank you for listening. Thanks for downloading. Have a great Christmas. Most of you can't, I'm aware of that. But until then, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.